This episode is produced in part by Keep It 100 Productions, a podcast and video production company that specializes in sharing stories of everyday people. Whether you're looking to start your show or need assistance with the upkeep and editing, Keep It 100 Productions will provide a solution that is custom built for your needs. To learn more, visit keepit100prod.com. That's keepit100, the numbers 100prod.com. Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Jannie Rath. Welcome to a Mental Health Monday episode. This one is interesting. Uh, I actually got connected to Laron uh, through a Memphis resource, thinking that this was going to just be a an episode just about Memphis and who he, is, who he is and what he does. And we ended up talking about mental health, what's been going on lately in, in Memphis uh, that's been in the national headlines. We talk about race. We talk about the policing system, what abolishing the police means, uh, talk about white supremacy. So we talk about a lot of topics. I really encourage you to approach this episode with an open mind, and both of us are available to have a conversation if that's something that you are interested in having. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope it it challenges some some ideas maybe in your head and looking forward to hopefully connecting with people. Hey, Laron, what's on your mind? Uh, Jenny, what is on my mind? Uh, you know, for me, uh, just thinking about the aftermath of the Tyree Nichols uh, killing and just, you know, how policing is, is once again in the, in the news and just how racism and white supremacy is just sort of perm- perm- permeated just, I mean, how it just continues to permeate society and just how, you know, even with this killing, there's still people trying to justify, you know, what happened. So, yeah, you know, that's pretty much on my mind at the moment. Yeah. um, Thank you for sharing that. I think that's definitely on my mind as well. Um, I'm happy to talk about this topic um, if that's if that's where we want to go. I also want to acknowledge that this is really heavy. So if this is something we want to not spend time on, we don't have to. If it's something we do want to dive into, we totally can too. I mean, you know, we don't have to talk too much about it. I mean, like, you know, I love how, you know, you know, we can discuss this as well as, you know, how this ties into mental health and just, you know, life in America, period. But yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it's funny. I I just did a video um, about 10 minutes ago, you know, for TikTok, just just a short for, for YouTube. It was about, you know, it was called, uh, will I make it home? And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times in the, in the black community, uh, you know, especially for like parents, you know, uh, they always, they, they always worry about, you know, their young, their young boys, you know, young, you know, men, fathers, uh, sons, husbands, like, will they, like, will they make it home? Will they come, uh, come through that front door after being, after being out in the world? So yeah. I just kind of briefly kind of touched on that. Yeah. 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 And um, I think you, you know, you talked about just this idea of, of policing and racism. And, and I'm really glad that we're naming that because I think this specific situation, I've also have seen the conversation get away from racism because of the police officers being Black. And I think you also named, you know, white 
white supremacist system. And I think that those are all really important things to talk about. And I think people kind of forget that this, the policing system came from a white supremacist system and therefore is still a white supremacist system until we're really purposeful to not make it that. And so um, I'm really glad that we're naming that right off the bat because I think it can be really easy for people to look at this situation and say, well, th this wasn't a race issue. And I think that that, well, objectively, I think that that's incorrect, but I think you can, you know, it's, it's so layered, this conversation of policing. And I think, you know, you could take the situation here. And if you really take the time to really dive in and, and look at it, you can see that this was, this was still race perpetuated. There's a lot of internalized racism that happens. There's a lot of things that happen when people are indoctrinated into a system and what that power structure can do to people's minds and the and the power dynamics and yeah i mean i, I i'm really glad that we're just naming it right off the bat here yeah I'm, I'm, i mean i feel like that you know to 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 quote malcolm x like let's not around the situation you know being you know you had mentioned that the cops it originates from 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 white supremacist system listen if you research slave patrols and and it's very important that we talk about that because these were these were uh, groups that went out to hunt runaway slaves, and their bad they had a badge that says slave patrol. Now, if you look at that badge, and if you compare it to a sheriff's badge, it's 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 extremely similar. You know, sheriff. I'm sorry, slave patrols all like that's where like bounty hunters come from. That's uh that's where bail bondsmen come uh, come come from. I mean, these people are just essentially out to hunt runaway folks. You know, one of the things that I, I want to address is, you know, you talked about people being people being indoctrinated. Listen, you know, growing up where I grew up, we know that, you know, black cops can be, you know, equally as as menacing, if if not more, because I, I believe in, and you know, this is just, you know, my opinion. I could be right. I, I could be wrong, Jenny, but the black cop has to he or she has to prove themselves that they are not black, but they are actually blue. And so, you know, even if you look at Freddie, Freddie Gray in I believe it was 2015, 2016, many of the cops that were charged for Mr. Gray's death in, in Baltimore were, were black. Now, um, I've been reading a, a, a book called We Got a Monster, which, which is focuses on the police department in Baltimore. And so a police department in, in Baltimore and just how not only how it terrorized this this community, but just the the more important thing is is that how there was a culture that was created that allowed you know this factory of bad cops to uh, to be created. And so, if you just oppose that to what's going on in in Memphis, you can see that this system you can't escape from it. You know, I mean, it's. It's uh, it's one of those things where if and, you know, I've never been a cop. I've never had the desire to uh, to pursue law law enforcement, but it's going to be very difficult to come out of a system that excuses and it perpetuates this form of racism without being affected by it, you know, because it originated as a as we said, from 
from this white supremacist history to uh, to what it is to what it is now. And there's never in my lifetime, there's never been any real police reform. I mean, it's mm. to, for me, Janie, it's beyond repair. Like, you know, we have to just get rid of it. You know, my my grandfather, you know, greatest man, greatest man I've ever known in my life. God rest his soul. Uh, Lavasca Barton was a country boy from Dalton, Missouri. And, you know, he, Janie, he would always say, boy, like, you're like, you know, he's like, you know, if you're from the Midwest, if you're, if you're from the South, you're, you're always called boy. But like, you know, he would always say, boy, if there is a, there's a rotten tree, just rotten with the roots, you got to pull it up. Otherwise it's going to grow really messed up. So that's how I look at the police today the roots are rotten so we just have to just start over yeah yeah and i think you know you used the term factory before and i think that that is the perfect word to use in this situation um it's an old factory and i think when i also hear people say um you know and I, i've been guilty of saying this phrase too that the system is broken i'd like to challenge people to see right. that Actually, the system is working exactly how it was designed to Absolutely. be. This was this factory was actually designed in this way, and this factory, like you said, will continue to function this way yes. until we redo the mechanics and figure out a new system. And you know, all of these systems intertwined. I mean, I think people have probably heard the phrase like the prison industrial complex or the prison pipeline. I mean, all of these feed into each other. And again, that was part of this very well-oiled, well-running factory. Um, I think I've mentioned these two resources before, but if people are listening and um, this is something that's new for you and you're curious and want to learn more, or maybe you don't agree with what we're saying and you sure. want to learn more. And that's fine. Um, you can be and wrong. And that's fine too. You can be wrong. <laughs> um, I would love for people to open their minds. And if you are willing to learn, um, 13th is on Netflix. It's a great um, documentary. And then there's also a very um, perfect name. It's called, it's called Slavery by Another Name. Um, yes. And it, it, it speaks to exactly what you're saying about this is just a different version of what's always been happening. You know, um, when, when I read um, Michelle Alexander's The New Jim, New Jim Crow, one of the probably the most salient points she made in that whole book is that how racism reproduces itself throughout time, right? So, you know, we have slavery. So, you know, slavery was over. Then we had re then we had Reconstruction, which was an extremely violent time for for African Americans. It was just whites just sort of trying to lynch and trying to kill as many blacks as uh, as 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 they could. Then you had the Black Codes, which was um, an introduction to, uh, I'm sorry, an, an introduction of laws that could just criminalize Black people for just existing. You know, if you're vagrant, you know, you get a ticket. If if you if you don't have a job, you could be uh, you could be locked up. Then you know we had Jim Crow. the The Jim Crow laws were brutal. Then the Civil Rights Movement, which which we see many different Black leaders uh or organizations dis dismantled by the government by uh by rogue rogue racist white folks then you had um the crack ep epidemic which has decimated black communities and from and from there 
as you mentioned before, you had the prison industrial complex, which was, you know, and it's something that, that, you know, I always like to point out, which was ushered by our now president, Joe Biden. And of course, our then president, uh, Bill Clinton, you know, they, you know, they were, they had a two, two Democrats. Party. We should just two name Democrats. that as well. Yeah. And two, two Democrats. Right. So yeah. you had these, so if you see throughout our, throughout our time, it's a, you know, it's always been changing, but the, uh, but the objective has, uh, has been the same, you know, you know, you can't, you can't ban books, right? you like, you know, banning books has, has, has always been looked, been looked down upon, but however, you can deem certain things as, uh, as subversive, mm-hmm. i.e. this is what, um, uh, big, big Ron's doing, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in, in Florida, you know, so it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. Uh, we're we're on the same treadmill. We're we're just at a different gym, you know. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of books, I think um, rewriting history is also another really common topic oh, that we see. Super. Um, super, right? And I think that it it goes hand in hand with that. Things are just repackaging themselves. And I now that I'm actually thinking about it, it's like I don't even know that it's it's not that they were. The repackaging has happened on purpose. It's been repackaged Absolutely. because we're just rewriting history. We're calling things different terms. We're teaching things different ways, leaving certain people out of the narrative. Absolutely. You know, elevating certain voices and narratives. And then that's why things appear to be repackaged in, in, in different ways. If we all just were saying the same thing for the same amount of time, we all would see that we've actually all been talking about the same thing for yeah, hundreds of years. <laughs> You know, like uh, well, for, for me, Jenny, like one of the most dangerous things uh, is that when is it when we use words that are just words and terms that are made to uh, to sort of soothe, to sort of dilute, you know, the you know, the impact. Like I, I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, Dr. Robin D'Angelo. I, I, I think she I think she purposefully like dilutes and just sort of waters down the harm of, of, of what racism does. She, she calls it like white fragility. She, you know, we have people that you, that use the term white privilege. So instead of actually talking about the systemic, the historical damage that the system has done, we're going to name it as far as individuals. Oh, well, you know, if this person reads another, reads a, uh, some more books, if they, if they have a black friend, if, if they, just go to a march, everything will be good. But that doesn't solve the problem of why black schools are are unfunded. That doesn't solve the problem why, you know, migrants are leaving a country that's been decimated by the United States drug problem. You know know what I mean? It it doesn't solve the problem of of colonialization, you know? And I mean, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And so I, I, I just hope that people look beyond the outer shell and just really kind of just like crack that, crack that nut. You know, how like when, uh, when you would have like walnuts um, <laughs> and, and, you know, these, these little like walnut crackers, they, they kind of look like nunchucks. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen those, but it's like, you know, they were like little vices. So like, you know, you just got to just like crack the nut. That's the one. I have two little handles. (laughs) All right. It's time for a quick break. And let's get back to it. 
before we started, uh, we were talking about the um, incredible cuisine that is Memphis. And just if y'all have ever been to Memphis or, or if you've not, please go to Central Barbecue. Not saying that it has better barbecue than Kansas City. That will be Im- impossible. But, but but still, the best wings I've ever had in my life. Just amazing. Go to yeah. Central Bar Barbecue. Get the mud wings. I'm really glad that that this is <laughs> this almost like a full circle point. But um, I think it's it's really important to still highlight the kind of the beauty that's in this community. Um, you know, Absolutely. you talk about men- mental health, and obviously, this is a um, it's a really sad time for people yeah. living here, for people watching the city, um, be in the headlines again for something that's not great. So um, I love that we can still take the time to appreciate that the city has a lot of really positive things about it, too. And and really great people that, you know, we mentioned the civil rights movement. I mean, Memphis was right. crucial in the civil rights movement. Crucial. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we, we were able to sneak in that little positive thing yeah. about the community, too. And. I also just wanted to acknowledge that you, you talked about mental health before. Absolutely. Um, how 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 are you doing? You know, I'm, you know what's really sad, uh, Janie, is like I'm just kind of become just kind of desensitized. I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, this is it's like when you've uh when you have uh been working up so I, I believe like if you are a a, a chef in a, in a restaurant or if you are a baker. You know, you're sometimes, you know, you have to pick up hot things, you know, and, and unfortunately, like, you know, you've been, you know, you've been burnt, but, you know, you've been burnt or cut or sort of just damaged to your hands uh, throughout time that it's, you know, the uh, skin has grown over the skin and it's just like, it's starts like parts of your hand could be become numb. And so that's kind of where, kind of, kind of where I am with it. I mean, I, I don't really worry so much about myself, you know, because um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 44 years old, you know, I've lived a really good life. Like I know that, you know, as a black man, if I walk out of, out of the house and, you know, a cop perceives me to be a danger to him or her, I could die. That's, that's the faith that I accept. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say that I don't fear death, but, you know, I, I understand that, you know, that could be a, uh, a, a possibility, you know, I, I just more than anything, I just worry about like my nephews and, you know, I just worry about a lot of young people coming up, you know, behind me, but, you know, men- mentally, you know, things are, you know, things are well, I mean, you know, uh, What's been sort of dominating my space, uh, Janie, if, if, if we're, if, if we're going to be honest, is that a friend of mine, see if I can get through, get through this without being, but, but without getting emotional and crying, it's like, he has, um, he has ALS. And so, you know, he's just, he just found out. And so what I've been doing as a friend is I've been trying to figure out how to support him. And because of, you know, trying to figure out how to be there for him, I mean, it's just been like a lot. I mean, it's just been hard, you know, like a, a lot of crying, a lot of trying to figure things, figure things out, trying to be strong for him. But, you know, it's how can I support him in the best way that I possibly can? So, you know, that's my mm-hmm. uh, that's my challenge at, well, the, at the moment. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I can only imagine that that situation was already tough to handle and then just 
kind of throwing out, throwing on top everything else that's been going yeah. on. I think that's just a really good example of just at the end of the day, people are also people and that, you know, you can, like you said, like you can only experience so much community yeah. trauma and personal trauma before you almost have to almost as like for your own personal safety of right. kind of separating yourself from things so that you can focus on those other things that you're also dealing with. So um, yeah. I can't imagine. And um, Thank I'm you. really sorry you're having to deal with all of that. You know, um, I, I was I, I was having a conversation with someone uh, a week a week or two ago, and we talked about how we as a people, as everyone within this world, has not processed the trauma that is, you know, COVID nineteen. And you know, I, I think that one of the biggest mis mistakes that you know all of us have made, myself included, is that you know we we like we've attempted just to, to just move on. And not really acknowledge, you know, everything that's happened. I mean, Janie, we saw millions of people die. I mean, I, you know, this period and like that period in our lives, like I completely understand why it's a pandemic. You know, like pan means pan means all, you know, and and you know, epidemic. It just pretty much means that we're all going to, you know, experience this all at the same time. And just, you know, waking up and reading. The headlines, you know, oh, okay, you know, this many people uh, have 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 been affected here. This city has, you know, X amount of infections, and and then, you know, at the time I worked at a hospital, I was a network en engineer, Janie, so I seen it, you know, firsthand, like as it grew. Like I'll never forget, as long as I live, Janie, I, I was working on the floor, and I saw a man with a hazmat suit walking through the the uh, floor where the patients were. I said, I've got to get out of here. I mean, and just all just all the trauma, the trauma from from that is something that a lot of us, we we pretend like that it has not affected us. But I but I mean, nothing's the same. And, and I think that the biggest mistake that we've made is in not acknowledging that and acting like we can go back to the way things were, because everything like pre 20 pre March, 2020, everything from then to, to now, this is the, is what we're living with today. Yeah. This, this is our reality. You can't pretend. Yeah. Well, I want to, again, just thank you for your honesty, for sharing. Absolutely. We've talked about a lot of uh, really difficult topics. Yeah. Um, just, you know, intellectually, but also just emotionally. I know these topics can be really heavy. Um, so I just want to thank you for that. Um, I feel like I've gotten to know you much better just through this thank 20 you. minutes. But it's really, it's it's always fun doing these episodes because you never know. Like, what are the things people think about? Truly, what is on someone's mind? So just right. want to thank you for that. Um, thank you. You know, I'll end this by saying for anybody that does want to connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about what you do, where can they find you? Yes. So you can find me at www.laronbarton.com. That's L-E-R-O-N-B-A-R-T-O-N.com. Um, and, uh, you know, my uh, my website is where you can find a lot of my writings, a lot of my talks, my books. I'm always open for a great conversation, you know, just, just you know, no nasty grams. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, you know, write something that my mom or that my grandmother can read. 
uh, you can That's a good rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it, you, you know, let you know, let's keep it PG. You know, let's let's keep it frozen. You know, the um, the movie. Okay, yeah, that was a really bad job. <laughs> Uh, so, um, you know, you can also find me in Instagram at Laron L. Barton. And, you know, one thing that I want to say, Janie, is that to, you know, to the men out there, like, I, I think it's really important. And this is, uh, this is race neutral. This is sexual orientation new, neutral. I think it's really important that we uh, start to take our mental health more, more seriously. You know, unfortunately, there's still people that think going to see a mental health uh, professional is, is a sign of weakness that, you know, men don't need to do that. You know, we, you know, men shouldn't cry, you know, listen, like for one crying is showing is, is about is one of the emotions that we have that, you know, that we do. I, I mean, if, if you, if, if, if you can't cry, that's not being, that's that's not realistic, right? Because a man should be able to show the full array of emotions, the full array of of who of who he is. Listen, times are tough. We are still in a pandemic. Like we have lost a lot of loved ones. So just it behooves you to sit next to someone and just to talk about your problems. Like mental health is something that we have ignored for such a long time. And it does no one any good when we are just bottling everything up, you know, because, you know, when, you know, when we bottle things up, Janie, um, and you know this, pretty soon it's all going to come out, right? Like, you know, nothing's going to, nothing, nothing's going to sit there. It's like shaking up that bottle of, of soda. You know, when you open it, it's going to explode and that could lead to self-harm. It, it could lead to self-medication. It, it could lead to violence. And, you know, you don't do yourself or your partners any good by reacting in, in such a negative way. So I just wanted to just say that. Yeah, thank you so much for, for saying that. And um, yeah, I think we'll definitely post this as, our, as a Mental Health Monday episode. Um, thank you. I, again, I'm really honored that you felt comfortable sharing all this and with our listeners. Um, I yeah. hope they find some connection to your story. And um, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Jania. I'm, I'm just really honored that you allowed me to come on. You know, we are in the fraternity of TEDx speakers. So, I, <laughs> so I mean, you know, we got to support each other and just, yeah. you know, everybody just, you know, be good to yourselves and just know that, you know, you can always uh, do, 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 do better tomorrow and don't pick up any wooden nickels because you can't spend them any, anymore. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, until next week.